Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I want to get into this. SB Nation's... Broncos writer, Christopher Hart, milehighreport.com, back on the Nate Brown Show. Christopher, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Well, I appreciate it. Broncos in the news this week in a big way, and I have to say this latest um, report that the Broncos are going to move on from Brandon Marshall, the linebacker. Uh, By all accounts, popular guy in the locker room, one of the leaders um, what's your read on moving on from Brandon Marshall? It's not much of a surprise. I think that, you know, even though Marshall had had a great career with the Broncos, especially during the Super Bowl run and Super Bowl 50, having a great impact here and leading the team in tackles that season, uh, it just looks like the team is wanting to move in a different direction. Uh, the past two years, he hasn't really been on the field as much as we had hoped for across Bron- Broncos country. Uh, he had been injured, and you know, declining this option looks like it's going to save him about five million dollars in cap space. But undoubtedly, that's going to create a void on the inside of the Broncos' defense because now they're going to be on the hunt for uh, upgrade an inside linebacker. Um, what Marshall did in the community and on the field is going to be hard to replicate, you know. But we all wish him well and hope for the best. But I think that the writing was kind of on the wall with his decline in play over the past two years just because of being injured. But, you know, the the Broncos will have options, whether it's in the draft or free agency. They're rumored to be interested in C.J. Mosley, you know, out of Baltimore, who's one of the best linebackers in the league. So it would be great if the team could nab him and add him to Vic Bangio's defense because he would be a, a great upgrade at the position. But really, who knows? It's just, you know, it's unfortunate that, the NFL is the kind of business it is, and it just looks like this was kind of a, 
move on to get a little bit younger at the position and, you know, look for something different and maybe find someone who's more of a fit for what they're going to be doing moving forward. I agree with you. Not a surprise with this one, but we've seen some big-time leader-type guys exit over the last couple of years, guys that were pretty well-respected, meaning on the defense, kind of the the tough guys, from Akib Tlaib to T.J. Ward uh, to Brandon Marshall now. Does this defense need to fill some of these gaps? The leader over there is Von Miller and Chris Harris. I'm a little concerned at linebacker. I'm concerned in the secondary. What do you What do you think? Sure, yeah. I mean, losing great players like that, whether it's Tlaib or Marshall, is definitely going to create a void, you know, in regards to playmaking and leadership, uh, which hurt the team. But it's not like that, uh, the Broncos are devoid of options. Uh, being able to get someone in free agency or even upgrading with a young talent in the draft. Uh, having Miller there is tremendous. You know, Chris Harris Jr. is still there and one of the best playmakers in the league at cornerback. Derek Wolf appears to want to stick around a couple more years and maybe get an extension. So the team has leaders on defense. And with Bradley Chubb last year, he's a young player who had a tremendous rookie campaign. And he's only going to be, you know, play a bigger role moving forward. So I'm really not too worried about the Broncos finding players, you know, in free agency or the draft that can, you know, assume those positions of being playmakers and leaders. Um, it's just it's the nature of the beast in the NFL. You know, that's kind of why they say it's not for long because you never know uh, how long these careers are going to last. But you know, I have faith in the front office and John Elway's capabilities to find upgrades at those positions and you know, help the team out from a leadership standpoint as well as, you know, playmaking on the field. SB Nation Broncos writer Christopher Hart, milehighreport.com here on the Nate Brown Show. So sell Broncos country on Joe Flacco. You can sell me, and I want to know, what's the what's the reaction to Joe Flacco? Well, it's, it's quite something when it's only mid-February and John Elway manages to make a trade that has the whole Broncos country going wild. That being said, I think there's a little bit of false outrage over the recent move to acquire him. Uh, it's not the long-term end game for John Elway. This isn't the end of the franchise's pursuit of a franchise quarterback. It's just kind of the beginning of the long game. I think it's been clear for a while that the team has really been hoping to make an upgrade over Keenum, and whether or not Flacco will provide that remains to be seen. But I can tell you this, what he's going to provide immediately moving forward as a quarterback who fits in with what the coaching staff wants to do on offense and what they really want to establish on offense this season and moving forward is really pushing down, uh, pushing the ball down the field vertically and making defenses account for all levels of the defense, especially those deep twos and threes in the passing game. That's not something that was able to be done on a routine basis last year with Keenum. His arm strength is good, but it's not great. And even though Flacco is getting older, the one thing he can do is still push the ball down the field. And with a young second-year receiver like Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton and even an emerging Tim Patrick, uh, the prospect of Denver getting more out of their passing game, especially vertically down the field with Flacco, is something that people should be excited for. And at the same time, the cost to acquire him was only a fourth-round pick. If the move doesn't pan out, there's no guaranteed money on his contract. So, they don't owe him anything. They don't have any dead money if they cut him and move on from him. And at the same time, fans shouldn't think that this stops the team from considering a quarterback, even in the first round. 
I just think that it means that at this time, they're not going to make a significant move up the board to acquire a quarterback in the draft. I think that they've done their diligence so far, you know, at the senior bowl and through the pre-draft process, talking to teams about the cost to move up. And it's probably quite high. But if there's a quarterback that the Broncos like, whether it's a Drew Locke or a Kyler Murray at number 10, I think it's really likely that they would take that quarterback and have them on the roster to be someone to be behind Flacco as they get acclimated to the league. You know, you can look at what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes a few years ago. They moved up to acquire him, but he sat for a year behind Alex Smith, had the opportunity to be coached up by Andy Reid, who's one of the best quarterback gurus in the entire league. And as you saw this year, he hit the ground running this first year as a starter and made history. So um, I think fans should still be excited about the move. I think that Flacco can be better than Keenum was last year, but I just want fans to realize that this isn't the end of the Broncos' pursuit this year in respect to getting a quarterback because I can assure you whether it's the first round, second round, third round, they're going to get one. So it doesn't end with Flacco. It's really just the beginning of the Broncos strategy in that regard. Yeah, Christopher, you almost answered my question here, so I'll kind of throw a couple at you. Uh, so th- th- you just said this doesn't exactly shut the door of taking a quarterback for the future at number 10, but is it more likely to be late round now looking for quarterback? And is Joe Flacco going to be somewhat peeved that all of a sudden he gets traded to a new team that wants him and all of a sudden he's put in the exact same situation he experienced this season with Lamar Jackson kind of right behind him and waiting? And lastly, just what's the deal with Case? Uh, is he getting cut? Is he getting traded somewhere else? Are people calling John right now one? case? Sure. Uh, let me answer those questions. As far as the locker room situation with Flacco, he's going to handle it like a pro. Uh, I can't think of his name. It was one of uh, the safeties for the Ravens came out the other day on social media and was talking about how much of a professional Joe was throughout the entire process after he was benched for Lamar Jackson. And I think Joe's cognizant enough of the fact that He's been in the league for a decade. He's been there before, and he understands what it's like to be a rookie, and he understands what adversity means in the NFL. And I think that he'll be great to be in a new atmosphere with a new coaching staff that believes that he can get the job done while the Broncos still pursue a franchise quarterback. So I don't think he's going to take it personally. I think he realizes that's just the nature of the business, and he's going to do just fine in that regard. As far as when the Broncos are going to take a quarterback, like I said, this isn't going to mean that quarterback is completely off the board at 10. I don't think it's less likely at 10. I think it really just depends on the player there. So I think that, you know, if Drew Locke would be there at 10, who I do believe by all accounts is their preferred target at the position, and sorry to Kyler Murray fans, I think that if Locke was there at 10, they would be absolutely thrilled. Uh, to take him and have him sit behind Flacco for, you know, this season and learn more about the pro game. You know, the biggest thing with Locke, as I kind of had said on the last time I was on the show, is him being able to read defenses and understand pressure. And it's kind of one of the reasons why, you know, like I had mentioned with Patrick Mahomes, that, you know, Reed sat him down there in Kansas City because they already had Alex Smith. But him getting that time to understand the game more and to be able to understand Tate film and read defenses better it really set him up for success this year so I think with what they did with Flacco as a bridge gap move to a different quarterback 
was a smart decision for now. Um, but if someone uh, isn't there at 10, you know, I think that a second or third round possibility is strong to me. There's, you know, a couple of guys out there. Um, Tyree Jackson could be one of those guys. He's from Buffalo. He's a, another big and tall guy who can really sling the ball down the field and has good arm strength. Brett Ripon out of Boise State should be a familiar fan for, you know, a familiar name for fans out in the uh, Broncos country area out there in West uh, who had some success in college as well. Um, and another name to look out for is Jarrett Stidham out of Auburn who didn't have great statistics in college, but Auburn has ran a non-friendly QB scheme for quite some time, but he would have the arm strength that Elway's looking for. So I think it's still a strong possibility at 10, depends on the player. But if it's not at 10, it's going to happen at some point in the draft. But I would like to think that it'd be sometime on day two, whether it's in the second or third round. And I can't remember your final question. Case Keenum on the move. Well, you know, you guys had Benjamin Albright on uh, the show the other day, and he's such a great resource for all fans who are interested in Broncos country and what's going on with the Broncos. So be sure to give him a follow on Twitter. But it appears from what he has heard that it could be a potential move by a trade to Arizona to reunite him with Cliff Kingsbury, who's their new head coach, who happened to coach him in college at Houston. That move would make sense because it would give them the opportunity to have a well-versed starting quarterback and backup quarterback potential for Josh Rosen there. So if he is traded, I think that would be the likely destination. But if something doesn't happen, obviously the Broncos are going to be parting ways with him because there's no way that they're going to pay his salary full at this year and Joe Flacco's and invest about $40 million in the quarterback position. They'll be, that's just not going to happen. They'll be parting ways and still parting with a little money, uh, if that's the case. A little bit, not as much. Christopher Hart, SB Nation, milehighreport.com, Broncos writer here on the Nate Brown Show. Christopher, thanks for coming on, man. Always appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Have a great night, guys. All right. Christopher Hart, SB Nation, milehighreport.com.